0: Hey, Pulp fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, follow Mathis' Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. clear and my ear's underwater. You will either learn something
1: a lot of people don't know, You left
0: thinking,
2: okay.
0: or make you say to yourself,
1: Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is,
0: this podcast serves as archival
2: documentation
0: of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast
3: show, brought to you by Racer X, hosted by Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. This is the Anaheim 2 review show, much like the other four review shows. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, David Pingry. What's up, Ping? Hello, Steve. Hello, Ping. And Jason Wygant, the Weej. What's happening? Hello, Steve. Hello, oh, Um, And don't forget, everybody, check the BTO out on the web, BTOsports.com, the best deals for your biker body. There we go. Um, Hey, uh, Ping, don't feel bad about uh, having to quit your uh, team manager job to get pursue a real career. Apparently all your money went to Jason Wygant because I was just at his beach house on Sunday watching the Super Bowl. And when I say beach house, I mean beach house.
3: House on the beach. Yeah, good for you, Lee. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: And I might add that it's actually owned by a uh, mechanic in industry. So apparently of all the jobs you've had, two you never two you don't have let's see me and the mechanic we were the ones that handled it rider team manager asterisk mobile medic you missed the boat
1: yes ping you you don't live on the beach like this guy did did that's right um okay anaheim 2 uh the pink race um ping you uh you got a unique view of the race right i did yep well, i uh joined up with the Asterisk guys again. Did that did that once
4: last year and wrote a story about it. And mm-hmm. it's just now the a lot of the stuff I've learned in schools is also more applicable. So yeah. I wanted to just kinda come in and, and uh, I'll probably do it a little more. I might even jump in and help out San Diego a little bit. But it was cool, man. We had a, a busy day yeah. from the very first practice when uh, Daniel Blair went on
1: the bars. So Yeah. Yeah, the track was technical, huh? It was tough. It wasn't really technical. I mean, the whoops—it was funny. You went over
4: and looked at them, and they didn't look that sketchy. Mm-hmm. But man, everybody struggled in them. They must have been slick, or I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I think coming out of the turn too—you got to set up, and you got to get ready, and you got to get your speed somehow before the you know coming right out of a turn. Um, did you feel like you were more able to? Uh, help people because of your previous Dallas experience? Like you knew more about what was going on and it was a better experience.
4: Well, yeah, it was just, it was definitely better this time Mm because I knew just how the whole thing went. And, um, (laughs) you know, when you're providing EMS service like that, you you need to stay calm. And at Dallas, I was a little excited, just, you know, (laughs) I'm going to crash and I go running up. Hey, ah, are you all right? Like, you know, what's going on? And it's just, you're better off. You're helping them better if you can just stay calm. Be like, all right.
2: Yeah.
4: Like when Daniel crashed, and we were pretty sure he'd broken a femur. And we were like, I was just talking to him. All right, hey bud, this, this isn't as bad as it seems. Hey, how's, you know, how's record bombs.
1: sales. how's record sales. Uh, how's, uh, how's everything <laughs> no, going? I just, I just said,
4: you know, it's not that big a deal, man. You, you know, they're gonna have you up and walking probably later on tonight. You know, which, which is true. They, as soon as they rot a femur, man, they have you up and walking. Although. I guess for him, it turns out he had a back injury as well. but um, (laughs) Liar. Liar. Yeah, well.
1: (laughs) Um, But it's kind of gnarly, right? I mean, you've been in that position both ways, as a rider and the guy, and the dude talking to the rider.
4: Yeah, and I I actually, um, you know, if if you, for me, if if it's someone I don't know, it's really easy for me to not get, you Mm -hmm. know, connected to it at all. But it's harder when you come up on someone and you know them, you know? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, man. And that's what I thought of. Like, dang it. Oh, I wonder if he was going to go out and, like, be touring and trying to push that new album. And I was thinking all that stuff. And he just had a baby. I'm like, dang it.
1: Right. Yeah, Daniel, so, Daniel Blair's good people. Uh, hopefully yeah, he recovers. He um, and then Hanny crashed real good. Chisholm, another good get-off in that rhythm. <clears throat> so.
4: Yeah, man. It was Well, from the, from the very beginning of the day, Brock Glover had thrown his back out earlier in the week. And he, he was supposed to receive an award that night. And he goes, Man, I there's no way I'd have even come tonight if I didn't have this thing going on, you know? And he goes, So he came in and the, Eddie and the guys were doing some different kind of stretching stuff and trying mm-hmm. to get him loosened up and give him a shot of tour it all and anyway.
2: Yeah.
4: It was all day from him and then Berner came in to get looked at and then yep. just but, rider after rider, man, unfortunately.
1: Much busier than Dallas, from what you remember?
4: Yeah, it was.
1: Um, and hanny's get off was uh was amazing he raced huh we'll get into that in a little bit but uh much much respect for him right
4: uh man i'll tell you you know and i, I actually <clears throat> we don't want to get you, into yeah, injuries you and I have, yeah well no you and i have taken our shots at hanny and, and and probably rightfully so i think we all have he's made some poor choices over the years and it's right. just you, you hate to see talent like that kind of get used or misused that way but I I earned, I gained so much respect for him on Saturday night because watching him walk into the trailer after that crash, I was like, oh man, he's done. There's no way he's riding. Mm -hmm. No way he was riding. His eyes were glazed over. He kept, you know, repetitive questioning. His hand was jacked up. I mean, I'm like, he's done. I I was really
2: Mm
4: -hmm. bummed. And then for him to come out and do what he did was gritty. Yeah. Really gritty.
2: Yeah.
4: So, um. Wow. I mean, I was just
1: like, wow. Hats off to Josh. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Did you see the crash? No. No. I watched it on video after I slowed it down. It was it was bad. Um. And how were Chisholm's goggles when you got over there? Were they all right? I <laughs> think they were okay. Okay. Good. I
4: think actually they broke. He said they something went weird and that's why he crashed.
1: I don't know. Uh, anyway. I think you're lying. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's get let's get the other guy on the show. Uh, Weege, Hello. um, Hello? <laughs> back home in, uh, in, uh, North Carolina.
3: Well, not necessarily. Right. Um, the good news is, uh, one of my buddies here, uh, went to California this week. So I broke into his house and as long as he doesn't listen to the show, which who does. Right. Uh, he probably doesn't know I'm here. So I got another free week while I look for a house. Yeah. Awesome. My previous deal fell through. By the way, as far as my rich beach house, this is how people live in California, When I asked someone if I could rent rent their beach house for the month of January, they said, why would you want a house for the beach in January? Name your price.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
3: (laughs) It's awesome. Because it's still awesome. I know I don't live in California, and 60 degrees is cold to you, but to me it's still awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we was out
4: on the beach in, like, just his shorts. Yeah. Sunbathing. Uh, No one else around. Everybody's in sweatshirts. He looked
1: looked like Tom Cruise in Castaway. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like a a, – Shorts made out of, like, a, an old suit. <laughs> no, I just
3: been out a hammock.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Weege, we saw a dominating victory from Stewart. Um, this is what jerkies like me have been waiting for. This is what we, we've known. J- James can do things that other riders can't. And when I spoke about things like that, I meant, you know, Saturday night. So, it, is this thing over?
3: I don't know. One of these days I'm going to get around to finishing up my column. You were good enough to actually get yours done and posted. Um, but there have been – I've seen this go two different ways. I have seen during the days of Stewart versus Carmichael, and, and Ricky was the only one that ever I feel could truly keep him honest week to week. They usually battled, and occasionally Carmichael would squeak out for a win, especially if James really screwed up. But I do remember, I think it was Orlando 2006, that forget it, man, forget it. You know, And even Carmichael said that. There was nothing I was doing with him that night. You know, nine times out of ten, Ricky could find a way to, to get close enough on speed to make a race out mm-hmm. of it. But that night, forget it. So I guess there's some nights where he's just on. I think the track being that technical also helped. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance it was a one-off race, maybe. Yep. But I'm leaning more toward this is um, this is a signal of what's t- to come.
1: Yeah, The uh, certainly Ping, the, the amount of jumps favored Stewie, huh? I mean, no one can, can do what he can in the air and – by not getting air.
2: Well,
4: yeah, this being so technical. I mean, that the one, the first rhythm lane, everybody pretty much did the same thing. He he, quatted into the turn mm-hmm. earlier in the day once, and I think that was even too sketchy for him to try to pull off. But, he Did
1: in a seat race too.
4: Well, the next the next lane when he was going three, four, yep. and then four again.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, you saw Villapoto try it like on the second lap or whatever it was, and. Shorted it, and he was probably like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that," you know. And Stewie did it every lap, yeah. 19 laps in a row. That sucker did it, and never yeah. made it look sketchy at all. So, you know, I, I don't know what what is it, what ability does he have where he can stick something like that every single time, and I don't know how is he that much better than Ryan Villapoto?
1: You know, you know what was interesting though is uh, in my column today I broke down the segment times, and The segment where the two quads were in the main event, RV was a little faster in the two-quad section. Where where Stewie was fastest was the third segment, which was the whoops. Stewart was almost half a second faster, best lap to best lap in the whoops. So, what about that, huh? Quad maybe wasn't as fast. Or, the quad was faster, but the segment... RV had him right. by a little right. bit, you know? Interesting, so. Um, yeah. Ping, what do you make of him skipping uh, the third practice? Obviously, uh, Oakland, he racked himself up, but uh, he did it again this weekend.
4: I don't know. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, no, i like, why would you do that? Unless something was hurt and you were nursing it, why would you just, I mean, you know, go out and, Ride some different lines. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you at least go take advantage of it? Go do a
1: couple starts. Right. Uh, It's weird to me. Yeah, I have no idea why. In Oakland, he dropped from uh, first to seventh. And this weekend, he only lost a couple of spots by doing that. I spoke to the Cowie guys, and they're like, oh, he's hurt. He's hurt for sure. Like, that's his move. He's resting up and and this and that. Uh, Last night on the Pulpa Mech show, J-Bone was on. And I asked J-Bone the question. And and J-Bone was like, oh, no, he's just doing that to mess with everybody. He, he doesn't like practice. He knows he's got it handled, and it's a total mind game. So two guys that know him well, two different answers. So that's yeah. why I thought I would ask the electronic one.
4: When I uh, I'm, when gonna, I'm, talk I'm not going to try advocate. to even give you an answer. Like I literally, it doesn't make any sense.
2: So okay, <laughs>
4: um, either, I'm totally just guessing, you know. But but I would say either one of those guys is right or the other one. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> Great. So he was not abducted by you aliens you're welcome. during that yeah. period or anything yeah, like so that. Yeah, it so it's not C abducted by aliens, either A or B. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think, Weej? Hey,
3: I talked to him after the race, and for whatever that's worth, right, he said that he was still feeling the effects from uh, Oakland. So mm-hmm. um, I think that kind of uh, honesty is so weird that <laughs> I don't even know if that's actually truly being honest. I don't know maybe to we should, it,
4: maybe we should consider that. C. <laughs> Maybe it really was an alien abduction with an anal probe prior to the opening ceremony.
1: That that could be.
3: You know him jumping that quad quad so effectively. I don't know if they can drug test for that, but perhaps there was something in the in the alien probe.
1: Mm. Uh, Ping. I've asked a couple of racers this question, including uh, the great Tim Ferry last night. Um, when you can't do a jump, um, you know you, 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 your competitors are doing some jump that you're not. And I don't know, you were one. You were known as you know one of the guys that was always on the pipe. But uh, uh, it, it, at, at some point, I imagine maybe one of your battles with Wyndham, he was doing something that you weren't. Does it get in your head? Does it? Because uh, Brayton or Albrecht said that Br- it was in Brayton's head last night. He said. Brayton right, tried the quad. He did it a couple times. He almost he came up short. He came up long, or he went long, yep. and uh, it really jacked him up. It said He said it messed him with his head. So have you been in well, that what, situation, yeah, and how I, is it? Yeah,
4: I've had a, a situation almost identical to that. It was uh Seattle Supercross in 96. Uh, I was second in points to Wyndham, and he was, you know, factory Yamaha dude at the time. And uh, we had gotten to the third round up there. And there was a triple. It was right out of a corner. And you know, back then on one twenty five, there was occasionally you'd come across a triple that just nobody was doing on a one twenty five. It was too big, too close to the turn or whatever. Not like, you know, now everybody does every triple. If you don't, you don't even belong up there. Which remind me of let's talk about that Smith guy later because <laughs> Let's do that. Got, got an up close and personal view of that guy and wow. Anyway, so Wyndham starts ripping this triple and I, You know, Mitch is yelling at me, i got to do it, i got to do it. And I'm like, dude, I don't think I'm going to get over it. Like, I really don't think I'm going to get over it. So, the last practice session, I finally take a stab at it, case the the Jesus out of it, you know, yeah. blow my ankles off my peg and everything. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll clean the turn up or something in the heat and I can just pull the trigger. But, like, I gave everything I had, I don't know what to tell you.
2: Yeah.
4: So, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Didn't do it in the heat, came around to the main. I thought, and then then I was hoping, well, maybe it'll get so rutted, Kevin won't be able to do it. Right. Well, negative. He jumped (laughs) at every single lap. I didn't, and he proceeded to beat me. And I was so, yeah, just so mentally mind humped, I couldn't ride the rest of the track right.
2: Right, right.
4: Which is probably what was happening to JB. You get so focused on that one thing. That it screws you up for the rest of the track. You know, like I've told my guys before, if there's something they just weren't going to do, like the last couple of years at TLD, I said, if you're not going to jump that, then forget it. just You're yeah. not going to do it all night. Never you know, Figure out how it. you're going to jump these obstacles, and then, you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Put, it everything, put it out of your mind if you're not going to jump it. Let's not even worry about it. Try to race the track fast. Go through it the way you're doing it, as fast as you can go through it. Which, if you watched RV, he was tripling on, but then kind of wheeling off that tabletop. He actually did it. He was trying to go through it as as fast as he could because he assumed James was making up time there. Yep. And uh, anyway, a lot of times that'll happen. Yeah, it's hard when some guy's doing something and you're
1: like,
3: I can't do that.
1: Yeah. But I think Weege, if there's one guy that's maybe not bothered, it's it's RV, huh? As
3: far as the mind games, I really don't think that. Let's say they did take the practice off to get in. Like get in everybody else's head, I don't think that it affects Phil Poto, and that's the guy who's got to probably yep. work on the most. Um, yeah, I don't think it's much of an issue there. But I, you know, I had a couple people email me and say, this is ridiculous. The track just come down. Who has the biggest balls to do the biggest jump? And I can't explain enough, like, that wasn't the point of what Stewart was doing. It wasn't that it was a 120-footer. Hey,
1: hey this, uh, is, this opposed to the emails last week that said, I can't believe the tracks are too easy.
3: No, I know. I know. Exactly. And I have to say, Okay, so they gave a technical track. It was very difficult. And how was the racing? Oh, yeah. it was not good.
1: Yeah, it was not good.
3: It was not good. It was not good. Now, the life class was good, I feel, only because Hanny, uh, one literally one-handed, uh, the other guys can match him. So it was like a good,
2: yeah. a
3: good even match. But we'll get to that. But anyway, as far as the jumps, it wasn't, it wasn't just Stewart jumping a 120-foot quad. It wasn't big. It was just technical. And talking to the guys – O'Mara after the race, I'm like, he did that every lap, didn't he? He's like, if we had put a piece of paper down, he would have landed his front wheel on that piece of paper every lap. Like, that's not balls. That's just ridiculous skill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it's it's totally different. It's not like jumping the rock was his leap. That wasn't the
1: point. And once again, I would just like to point out that I often said that James can do things on bikes that no one else can, and that's why he was my pick for the title. And I would get these jerky emails saying, what are you talking about, Mathis? And I'm like, just he can do things. Are,
3: Wait a minute, people really wonder what,
1: really? Yeah, they wanted me to tell them what I thought James could do that no one else can. And I'm just like, he's better. He's a more technical rider, more skilled rider.
3: Have these people been a fan of the sport for the last 18 months only?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe once Timmy retired, they packed it in. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Hey, did Timmy, on your show, had Timmy ever been in the situation where someone jumped something he didn't or has that he never?
1: You know what? It's funny, I brought that up again, and just like Ping, with the Sage TLD manager device, uh, advice, he said that if there was something he wasn't doing, he just blocked it out of his mind. He said, like, I wouldn't have jumped either of those quads, he said last night. <laughs> and, he's, and, I, and, and he just was like, I just block it out of my mind. I, you don't even worry about it. Don't even think yeah. about it. And, and it's exactly what he said. It was exactly what was said. So funny you uh, say that. The great Tim Ferry also agrees with that. And And, I mean, you know, I have four Manitoba titles, and when I raced – the longer you worried about something, the more you wrote over it, the bigger it got in your mind, right? I mean, I imagine it's the same for these guys, only multiply that by 1,000. So,
3: That's every jump for me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, hey, Dungy, Dungy's season was going – it was slipping away from him. Um, you know, even as far as Reed getting him on the last turn in Oakland, the points were slipping away, and now – They've just really gone away. Ping, you were down on the floor there. What did you see? Anything?
4: Yeah, I, I didn't see what happened. Uh, but, I, you know, obviously look over and see him really, really pissed. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that kind of emotion out of him ever. Gosh darn. Yeah. He might have actually thrown a, a legit word down because he was like
2: – right.
4: He was stomping it out, you know, throwing his fist around. He was mad. Yeah. But I, the interesting thing to me was, and I couldn't see from where I was. I see his chain sort of slump down, and Goose finally comes running over after a little bit. And he looked like, um, you know, kind of frantic, like, oh, wait, we can get this fixed. You know, yeah. and he starts messing with it. And then all of a sudden, he kind of sat up and went, oh, it was like he kind of went, oh, never mind, yeah. you're done. Yeah. So I, I kept waiting to hear, oh, it, 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 the chain threw and it put a hole in the case.
1: The, the chain or, guy The chain know, guy bent. The something guy happened bent, where he yeah. couldn't.
4: They couldn't just throw a chain back because you throw a chain, you can put it back on, and he could have gone out and gotten thirteenth, twelfth. I don't know. You know, at that point, mm-hmm. and still saved some points. Wouldn't he do that? So there had to have been something else that happened, as, either as a result of the chain throwing or that caused the chain to throw, uh, where it made it unridable. And I just haven't heard anything yet. I didn't
1: go look after the race. I sure would, wouldn't want to be the guy on the bike, wondering why did my chain come off and is it going to come off again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's kind of sketchy. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, that's a big blow for him. For a guy that's been a little slightly off the pace, he's got all his work cut out for him right now. I do admire, though, did not throw his bike down. Pushed it away. I like that as a former mechanic.
4: No, he handled it well. I agree. It was the best he could have handled it. He was emotional, but well, there are guys who would have just thrown it into the dirt and stormed off.
1: Yeah. Well, he could have. Right? He, he did He did not do an interview with Speed TV, which, you know, was requested of him, so he didn't handle it 100%. Well, but. Yeah. Why didn't Aaron run down there and all get up in his grill? Or did she try? I don't know. That's what she does. That's her move. Maybe she was on the other
4: side of the <laughs> track or something.
1: Doesn't matter. Those long legs of hers. <laughs> Maybe she broke a heel on the way over.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That would be awesome to see her, like, bobbing up and down with one broken heel running over there.
1: Yeah, Ping, before you came on the show, uh, Weege and I were thinking that maybe your real motive for working for Astro Crew was making sure no, there was no corners cut or poles needed. <laughs> Is there any truth to that? <laughs> Unofficial track marshal. <laughs> Excuse me here. Yeah, my name's David Pingree. Uh, no, but, but... <laughs> Oh, here we go. I, I did. I did go over to uh, Gallagher
4: after I think it was the second uh, set of you know practices, yep. and that Smith guy. I don't know who he is, but wow! How is that guy still being allowed to go out there? How did he get his pro license?
3: Yeah, I don't know. He is, he's David Bailey's nephew, I believe.
4: No, I he's, don't care. He's, I, I don't care if he is the spawn of Bob Hanna and some type of <laughs> genetic experiment. Hold on, like, hold on. That guy does not
1: belong out there. Okay, first of all, he's black, so. which I didn't
4: even realize till the thing was over. So don't even don't even go race. Tommy. No, no, no.
1: I'm taking Wait the David different Smith, the David Bailey nephew thing. I'm 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 trying to get yeah, to the bottom no, of no. this.
4: <laughs> Wait a You're trying. Well, I, maybe he, You're I trying didn't know maybe him. he was adopted. I didn't want to question <laughs> it, but all right. He's, well,
3: he's adopted. Now, apparently there's more than one Smith. Go figure. Who would have imagined Someone
4: told me later he was a former pro football player, and he got hurt, and so he what? decided he was going to be a pro motocross racer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's not very good. Uh, he was at Oakland. No. He was at Oakland. Um, at Oakland, he jumped one of the two triples. Um, this week he didn't jump either triple, and he could only flatland the finish line. Um, yeah, I
4: couldn't get over the finish line. And here's the worst part. Like, okay, great, if you're going to go out there and embarrass yourself, Okay, but he got other people hurt. I think it was Austin Howell in one of those sessions. Yeah. Um, was railing through a turn had caught him like nine seconds in one straightaway. <laughs> yeah. Made the turn, and that guy gets all jiggy and cuts from the right side of the track to the left, and Austin has to, you know, yeah. basically jump off his bike to not kill the guy, and he ends up hurting himself. Um, knocked the wind out of himself, and we... We'd, I never heard what ended up happening. He went to the hospital because he was having some pain in his right, you know, right upper yeah. quadrant area. So it could be serious, you know, like yeah. Well, when it gets to the point where you're hurting another guy, I, I told Gallagher, well, you guys got to pull him. That's ridiculous. Did they? No, it's a long story. Whoa. I think there's a lot of political stuff going on involved with it, but they they obviously have their eye on him closely. and well, let's they're get, gonna, Let's
1: get into this. What do you mean there's some political stuff?
4: They they would they, could, what's his number like four ninety three or something? I don't know,
1: but four twenty would suit him perfectly. I was okay. Thinking. Well,
4: they they couldn't refer to him by that number because apparently there was too many people talking about it on the radio at the previous round, and I I don't know all the details. Just that <laughs>
1: weej, are you confused as I am and, right now? This Weed. is amazing. <laughs> you just made us more confused.
4: <laughs> no, well I'm just saying that they they obviously have been talking about this guy a lot i don't know yeah, man. i don't know if it, jokes were made i don't know i don't know what happened but it was like i kept when i asked about it, it i was sort of given like the don't ask about it look and yeah gallagher they yeah anyway uh, okay all right I, I can't really say a whole lot more about it but they're they're looking at it and they're um, hopefully they make the right decision in
1: in uh in the first time practice he was 12 seconds off the slowest guy just for FYI. Yeah, he's so. got, you know,
4: back in the day, they would just go, dude, you're not ready. They have
1: they have done that, absolutely. I remember AMAJ pulling many dudes aside. And yeah. actually, I wish they would do it to Jamie Grosser more times. But uh, <laughs> they never did, unfortunately. But, um, no, absolutely, they would pull guys all day long. It happened. You know where you saw it a lot? Minneapolis, Indianapolis, St. Louis. Yeah. The cold-weather cities where the dudes hadn't been riding, and they just signed up for the Supercross for the first race in six months. So. Yeah. Um, I'm baffled though by your reasoning, but let's just move on.
4: Well, I, I, yeah, I don't want to get okay. myself in trouble or anything else, but yeah, it's just a bad deal. He should not be racing, right. not be out on the track.
1: Maybe you can go offer him some advice, Ping, as you know, as ex-racer slash journalist. Um, well, no, I
4: think he should he, sign up he, uh, for a local he, race and try to win the intermediate class. He, thats he where he should Ping's start. He
3: didn't. He couldn't. Jump the triple, so he just decided I'm not going to try to jump it or the finish line jump or any other jump. So, Took um, the advice of the Stars. I, I'm I not going to let
4: any of these any. jumps worry me. I'm just not going to do them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move forward because I heard that's what Ping does. That's what Ping told his I'm going to down the track as
4: fast as I can. I'm not jumping anything. He's
1: uh, um, played football. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, i got to love it how, uh, you know, you just don't see some dude entering the uh, Daytona 500 in his, uh, in his Ford Taurus. You know, or no?
4: what's you guys, what is on his gear? It's like Mr. Handsome or something like that? What's the logo? It's on his bike and on his jersey. Oh,
1: I never noticed.
4: It's something handsome. And I'm like
1: Do you think perhaps the sport is being punked by Ashton Kutcher in some is, way? If there's a good possibility.
4: <laughs> we're, Maybe we're all, this is a show that's being but, shot or something.
1: We're all gonna be you know, whatever. Um Hey, uh uh so back to Dungey Weege – um I guess if there was a strategy, it's it's out the window now, huh?
3: Yeah, that's a big if because – You had said you know,
1: this you, – you, th- you floated this theory last week. So. I did, but yeah. let's
3: be honest. He wasn't exactly raging toward the front. Um, before It was going to be a bad night. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would have gotten Brayton. I don't know if he would have gotten – there was a big group that got stuck behind someone who was in fourth place early on. <laughs> And they were all close, so he could have maybe gotten everybody who was in that group. Brayton was the first one to get through. He might not have gotten there. So,
1: still, yeah.
3: he still might have gotten fifth, which is not, right. you know, great if you're trying to st- – I mean, that would have been, uh, let's see, nine more points. He would have been almost a full race down already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> he's mad. and But, I I mean, I know he's fastest in qualifying, but keep in mind, Stewart didn't race in the what would turn out to be the faster session yeah. ride, and – um you know, he won his heat race, but Stuart
1: wasn't in the heat race. I'm not sure if it was it to be an awesome. You know, Dungey showing everybody he right.
3: is the guy. That's why he's in a more plate night anyway.
1: Um, Ping, uh, you would know this better than I would, I think. Or wege, is it generally, and I believe it is, but is it generally the third practice, the fastest one, because of the track breaking down? Or the last practice.
4: Oh, well, I think everybody's getting more comfortable. Yep. And. Yeah, the whoops will get knocked down. They'll get a little smaller. Right. Some of the jump faces sort of flatten off. Unless it completely breaks down and uh-huh. gets rutted, yes. yeah, you'll typically go faster. Everyone goes faster each time on the track.
1: So Stewie, Stewie could find himself, if he keeps skipping practices, getting knocked further down. Although, like in Oakland, where he got seventh. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, he says. So it doesn't seem to bother him, because he can Yeah, it's
4: not be affecting him, so yeah. I don't think he's real worried about it.
1: Clearly. Um, what about, what, what'd you see about, uh, let's talk about Brayton. Let's skip over Reed.
4: Got a new nickname. Got a nickname here, folks. Really? Because, okay. Did either of you guys, I mean, even pay attention to him there. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was in fourth again until like last lap. And I started looking to see where everybody was. I'm like, Brayton in fourth. Didn't even notice. <laughs> real tree. Justin real Brayton. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you think?
1: I don't get it. it like, North
4: Carolina you don't you don't know what real tree is?
1: No. No.
4: Oh.
1: You live in a desert. You live in the desert.
4: Weege?
3: He'd be real shrub. Real shrub. A real, real shrub. Real Real Boulder.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I, real
4: like, tree's a hunting company. They they make
3: like the camouflage stuff.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, yeah, he's camo. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it looks like a real tree. That's why they call it real tree. It's like <laughs> actual photos of actual trees like on your Huh. I talked to him after the race, and I said, "Is it possible someday that you will win the race, and it will be quiet, and no one will notice?" And he said, "Yeah, probably. You <laughs> <laughs> will win, and no one will notice." Hey, the hey and who won? The
4: stadium R- is empties. Ralph is a word. Ralph will, me to, yeah,
1: no, yeah. will uh, be like, "Light the candles for Villapoto," and it'll be, meanwhile, Villapoto will <laughs> be second. The candles will go off. The the flames go. <laughs> 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 Brayton's like looking around, like, "Huh? Yeah. What?" Just no one, no one, no, no one acknowledges it. It's like the giant <laughs> joke. Uh, but he rode good, man. He wrote, he rode really good. I, like, like uh, Weed said, I, you know, Canard and Dungey have been in that group at the front. But I'm not so sure that those. Well, we know Canard didn't get him, and I'm not so sure Dungey would have got him. That might have been a legit fourth place. You know, he's a little far off read, but it's baby steps, huh, Ping?
4: Yeah, and if he can get some starts and just start hanging on those guys a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That's all he needs to do. It seems like he's always coming from you know six, seventh, eighth, and kind of gets to there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, look when he got the when he got a good start at Anaheim. He he won his heat. Who you know who'd have ever expected that? So
2: I One, think he's there. He
4: just yeah. a few finishing touches, yeah. and he, right now he's putting together like the breakout ride of the year for sure. Yeah, in that class,
1: Camo Justin Camel, Brayton. I like real tree
4: yeah. better, but you got to know what it is, I guess.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that that no, was You just
4: totally to ruined it. Me. I was hoping we'd all get excited about it and uh. stick, stick it in there like Snooki.
1: Well, I just I – just sh- speaking of Snooki, you guys spoke to Baloo- Paloozie. You made up with him.
3: I think we more bold, like, barreled <laughs> him over. Like, I think <laughs>
1: – He didn't really <laughs> agree, but it didn't matter.
3: <laughs> hey, do you think he really agreed with us and said it was cool, or did he just have no, no. choice because we just double teamed him?
1: No,
4: he's absolutely disgusted by it. But yeah. – <laughs> In our defense, he even had, like, the Jersey Shore hair going.
2: Mm-hmm, he does. He's got
4: this, like, gooped-up, black, spiky hair. I'm like, bro, bro. you need a fist, fist pump, dude. You're there. Snooky time.
1: <laughs> um, uh, The uh, Weege, Kennard, once again, bad start. Um, His mentor and life coach, Tim Ferry, was in the house, which I thought could do it, push him over the edge. But uh, I really want to see that kid come around the turn in, like, third Second, third, right? I mean, he... I, I, don't,
3: I think L.A. was the only time that it happened, right? And he was totally mixing it up with us. Was that the only race where he truly got a good start? And he was in the
1: LCQ from that one, you know, and banged up from some crash that should have killed him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, um,
1: you know. The, yeah,
3: the, I agree. I agree. I think the one problem is going to be, though, if he doesn't get it soon, um, I think... He, being his first full season and having not exactly seen that pace and seen those guys and race those guys week and week, I think it really would have benefited him to get a couple of those races under his belt early, but unfortunately you know, the more weeks that go by where he doesn't even get to see Stewart and Villapoto and Reed and all those guys that were up front that's right. probably going to make it tougher to, you know, learn to race with them and, and learn what they do. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure you're not able to quite replicate James Stewart at the test track and if you don't see him on the race weekend, that's going to Gonna be hard for him. Wow. I don't know what the problem is. He's never been a bad starter.
1: Yeah. Um also too, Ping, it's it's dangerous coming from tenth and fifteenth. I mean, just more likelihood of shit going wrong, right?
2: Yeah,
4: well you heard all these guys say, you know, I gotta put myself in a position to win the race. That means Yeah. A get a good start so that I'm not dicking around with, you know, every Tom Dick and Harry back in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean you got guys, you know, you you're having to take Lines that you don't want to take, and you can't tell what somebody else is going to do. They get a little loose and come over this way or that way, and you're done.
1: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. What about um, Short? Best race from Andrew this season, I think. He was very excited. He felt like the track suited the bike. And, Ping, what do you think he meant by that?
2: It was
4: tight. Tight? Yeah, you know, it's, it still had that fast rhythm lane and the the sweeper through turn one, but where the whole over-under section, that was really tight. Mm-hmm. To get a 450 to basically do a complete circle, is <laughs> what that section did. Good point.
1: You're right. You know. <laughs> All we needed uh, was some bears on some tricycles. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it basically made a little loop-de-loop and then headed back on the start. So right. uh, just there there were some tight tight turns, a bunch of 180s. The sand section was 180, 180, you know, and then a tight little left over that hump. I mean, it, was just, it suited that bike for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Where was he on the start, though? That's that's still, for me, the one killer for he that was, thing. is Him it.
1: and Mike were both up there. You know, Mike were they? Mike pulled a good start, huh, Weege? Yeah,
3: but um, as we always do, Mathis and I went back and studied film in the vault. Um, in, actually, at the beach house. It's very difficult. On Super Bowl Sunday, too, before the Super Bowl, began to study the race film while we were hanging out by the beach. It was very tough, but that's what we do, mm-hmm. for the readers. And... uh Mike, once again, got an absolutely atrocious jump. Yes. The, the, the fastest, you know, lightning Mike reaction times. I mean, 19 guys took off, and then Mike did. Um, but there was just a hole, like, in the middle. The, the Smith guy from practice with experience in the NFL maybe pointed that out. That <laughs> Went into the first turn, everyone went wide or to the inside, and there was a spot in the middle, and he just gassed it, and he passed, what, 10, 12 guys. Yeah, he got by. Going into yeah. the first turn. Um, and then Brayton said that he was actually trying to go for it, and he said uh, Reed messed up that second rhythm lane in the first lap, and he almost landed on Reed, so they almost tangled, and Alessi briefly snuck into third, So he must have passed 10 riders between entering turn one yeah. and by. That would have been the third turn. So it looked like a good start, but I don't get the deal with Mike not getting the jump. I mean, that's not horsepower, is it? I mean, we're talking the first – no. Six inches out well, of the gate. Part, as part, we know six inches makes
1: a big difference, boys. Oh, you you're telling me. Um uh-huh. part of the part of the deal I think with his start too was because um uh Bonnie next to him got just an amazing jump. Bonnie told me that unless he, unless he flinched, which uh-huh. hence the bad start, and Bonnie said he dumped it. <laughs> and like <laughs> he, he said he was going. There was nothing going to stop him uh, he fell for it hook line and sinker and the gate dropped right when he went and he was like it was either endo over the gate mathis or whole shot and he almost got the whole shot if he would have moved over matt bonnie would be your whole shot winner he just didn't move to the left soon enough but um so next
4: is it just to- me or does that dude look way bigger on a cowie no i don't he think looks so.
1: massive he's always been a big guy yeah he, he's an ex-brand goggle athlete, by the way, and uh, he rode his best race of the year because I you know I'm forced to watch him to make sure his lens doesn't pop out, but uh, he rode good anyways, uh, to- uh, uh Weege, you've been on this bandwagon, you wrote about it. We saw Tony was coming back via Facebook, he got he got done kicking Bob Hanna's ass, and he showed up at the race and Mike yeah, w- and Mike, Mike rides his best race of the year. You yeah. know, r- runs up front. Now, granted, he was a pretty big roadblock to 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. You know, he, he definitely oh, yeah. held, held some dudes up. But give him credit. Oh, yeah. He rode the best race he had, and uh, Tony was back. So perhaps your cockamamie theory is right.
3: How is anything cockamamie the about this group? My theory was that uh, Tony said, hey, I'm going to let Roger DaCosta run the show here, and I'm out. I'm out. Let's let the great – everybody says I'm the one holding it back. Let Roger run the show, and we'll see how it goes. And then Mike did horribly, thus proving that having Tony around is actually But but you think the
4: the horrible finishes were intentional? He does. He does.
3: I think it's like half intentional, (laughs) mostly intentional. Like, I don't know if he purposely said I'm going to go out here and get passed by these guys, but I think he was in a complete – funk without having his dad there, and his dad's probably saying you're in a complete funk because I'm not there, and just, it made his whole world a mess. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> My dad's not here, I'm not going to do well, and see,
1: this I is, didn't do well. This is why Gant's theory, by the way, not so mine. So Tony
3: comes back, what did I say last week was the evidence? Mike, even when he knew he wasn't fast, and in Supercross, he's no, he's, he has always not been the fastest guy, yeah. but it never stopped him from at least trying to get as good a start as possible, and if that meant dudes landing on him, running into him, road blocking. He was going to at least try that. Yes. For the first time this year, that's what he did. He said, I might be the twelfth fastest guy, but if I can get to third in the first lap and block everybody, I'm gonna do that. And it's the first time I've actually seen this year the old Michael Leslie style come back. I don't know if it's a coincidence.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Bing?
4: I don't know. Again. Maybe Crazy just needs crazy around, you know? <laughs> Like magnets just
1: like magnets.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know. He, he, I don't know. I'm not trying to delve into the psyche of that family. Okay, I'm just good <laughs> yeah. job for Mike. Yeah. Glad he did well. Move on. It up. <laughs> Move on. He,
3: he, I'm thinking he didn't want to race Supercross, and he's probably not pumped on that bike. And I'm sure he's been told over and over that you know the coster is thine enemy. So he has to go to the races. Mm, I really don't think I should ride a supercross. Mm, I don't think I should ride on this bike. Mm, I got to work for this guy who I've been told really isn't that smart. So I almost feel like it's like this way I get to come off the track and say, "See, I told you. I shouldn't be racing supercross. I shouldn't be on a 350. I should have my dad here."
4: Hmm. You know what's funny about DeCoster? Like everybody, um, everybody thinks that he's what he brings is like this. <sighs> omnipotent riding knowledge. Like he's on the track going, oh, you need to do this on the track. You know, I, from what I understand, guys who've worked with him and stuff, he doesn't He doesn't say a whole lot. He'll point out lines if he sees other guys taking them or whatever he can help with. But where he's really good is on the bike. They say he's a tinker. Like he, he's in that shop till as late as anyone else at night making parts, partnering around with little things to try to make them better. He's like a... <laughs> little workshop elves days back there, and, and, he, and he's gnarly. They say he's, like, really, really good with all of the lathe and CNC machines and just making stuff.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That, that is it. I mean, Berluti's a good friend of mine. Worked with Roger for a long time. but I know lots of riders who are ridden for him. He's, uh, he's certainly no dummy, but he's also no, you know, uh, you know, some sort of magical worker. But he is really good on the lathe and on the mill, he makes little parts. you so can see what the bike is doing. But, uh, yeah, as far as getting in the riders' heads and stuff, you know, I think it's a little bit overrated. But, uh, but at the same time, KTM needed that exact – even no matter oh. what he does, just his presence, just his calmness and, like, hey, this is our program. This is the way we run it. Ian, come here with me. Um, KTM needed that. They didn't have that with Casey Lytle. No offense to Casey, one of the nicest guys out there. But they didn't have that, you know, so – uh, yeah. that, that was a good thing for that program. No doubt about it. Um, with that, let's, uh, let's go into our, our commercial break here on the show and let's pump some BTO products along with a little bit of O'Neill.
0: Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car, body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off or Smith Piston Goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. And we're back
1: from commercial. How was that? Yeah, I met Vince for BTO
3: uh, for the first time. Yeah. It was a great commercial. Thank you. met him for the first time. He was definitely enjoying the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was having a good time at the races. Um,
1: Vince is a big... Much like Monster is a big part of the Supercross world, Vince, that BTO is a big part of my world. Yes. Yeah. My dogs eat a little better because of Vince. Um, a little more bacon, or pig's ears because of Vince. Um, better? Tedesco... Wyndham, Metcalf, Millsaps—any any comments? Any things about that, you guys? Uh, before we move on to the 250s.
4: What about Tedesco's uh, handlebar tassels in practice?
1: <laughs> I've already blocked those out, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I already blocked those out. Uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny took full credit for those. Did he? Oh, oh. yeah! Oh wow. yeah! No. He thought they were pretty uh, effing bitching. He t- he's told me so. It'd
3: be like someone yeah. taking credit for helping someone eat more pig's ears. Like you <laughs> want credit for that?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly.
4: um Millsaps and I like the I like the plastic. You know the painted no. plastic and stuff. I thought it was all right, but
1: yeah, the
4: the uh, were like, oh man, what?
1: Yeah, the 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 H H bikes I think were the nicest looking bikes. I think uh, more people need to realize that Flow Pink is nice. Uh, open wound flesh pink is not that nice.
4: Yeah, it's like, it's like a magenta that everybody uses. Is, is that the official color for that,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Breast cancer thing? I, no, I think the official color is the light, light, girly pink.
4: Yeah. So what's with
1: the flesh tones? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um. Millsaps and uh, Metcalf got to know each other pretty well from the heat and in the main event. They were going at it, huh, Weege?
3: Yeah, uh, the track really – you knew the track didn't have a lot of places to pass on because after the race, every rider asked us "Did do Just tell me where was the spot where you'd make pass <laughs> and just blanks. Like no one really had
1: You mean anything? the, the left and the right after the whoops? Nothing, nothing really happened there?
3: Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. the one sand rut on the inside. Did we mention that on the show last week? turns don't perform multiple Yeah. Well, it didn't, amazingly, this week it didn't. Um, Yeah, there was not. But somehow, Millsaps and Metcalf in the heat and the main passed each other five times a lap. It was just, you go inside, I'll go outside, and then I'll just switch you back in the next corner. I don't know how they did it. Um, And they did it exactly the same in the heat and the main, and eventually Metcalf won out. But uh, that was it. That was the best battle out there. And what were they? Eighth, ninth, tenth area? Is that where they were? Yeah. Right? Most of the race?
1: Um, I just want to inter- interrupt this podcast um, because I have my computer open to Twitter. Imagine that. And yeah. I don't know if any of you guys follow Austin Stroop, but um, no. earlier today he says, talk is cheap, I-Z-Z, talk is cheap. That's it. That's the only tweet. Then right now yeah. he followed it up with, I'm having a good time. They just trying to ruin it. <laughs> I don't know, but this guy's gold on, on Twitter.
3: <laughs> we found him last week when it just, on Monday morning, it just said, love it when attractive girls dress right. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm having a good time. They just trying to ruin it. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but perhaps they are the same ones that said talk is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sadly,
3: these are probably rap lyrics, and we're showing our age by not actually knowing. It. Yeah, He's really. Um, like, He's probably just uh, listening to some song right now, and we're just completely ridiculous for not realizing how yeah. cool he really is.
1: Yeah, like if it was like Tone, or, if it was Tone Loke, we'd all be down with it, but we're yeah, not. Yeah, if he
3: said "Wild Thing." We just no, yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> hey, Austin Stoop just tweeted, "Whoop, there it is." I know that.
4: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Austin um, actually kind of re-injured his shoulder this weekend too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, is he going to be out for a while? Do you think? Uh, uh he
4: was going to go to get an MRI Monday, uh-huh. but he cased a jump, and it, his shoulder that was plated, uh huh, um, was killing him. I mean, he, was, he was really hurting him. Oh, uh, so.
1: that's too bad. He uh, he's man. The guy's got some talent. He's got some skill out there. Yeah. So,
3: you know, huh? I think the point is when we're talking about all these guys: Metcalf, Millsaps, Windham, Tennessee. That is the group that you would think Brayton would be in, but I feel like he's breaking away from that group, and that's a pretty good group. If you're if you're putting time on those guys, which really he has been, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, like Ping said, that's like the breakout of the year that he would distance. In the beginning of the year, did anyone say, "Oh, Brayton will have Wyndham covered in the first five rounds"? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, yeah. Uh, last week, uh, after Oakland, I talked to Jeremy Albrecht. He said that they asked Millsaps to try harder. Uh, this week, we had Albrecht on the Pulpomex show, and he sounds like he's just ready to throw in the towel. He said, uh, "You know, one week it's uh leg pain, one week it's back pain, one week it's the bike." And he was—he didn't sound very happy. But, anyways, we'll see what happens there.
4: Your deal—is it a two-year deal?
1: One year. Okay. Um,
4: I'm going I'm to make a prediction. Within three to four years, Millsaps will have financial pain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. Duly noted. Um, uh, hey, okay, let's move on to the 250 class here. Hansen, uh really, really showed something. And uh, I heard from my sources over at the Pro Circuit team that uh, – Bones was a little upset because he he said he was concussed on the podium a couple times, and they're like, "Dude, do not say you're concussed." Uh, they kept probably telling him telling him that, but he probably kept forgetting it because he was actually concussed. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, uh, good ride for Handy Man. I, I don't know how he did it. Great ride.
4: Did you say Handy Manny?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you you've been oh. listening to. You uh, have your yeah. children that you are now into. Oh, uh, Andy Manny. Dude,
4: I'll tell you what. I, I just, I can't even like reiterate how impressive it was what he did. I mean, if he would have gone out and pulled off a third or a fourth, I'd have been like, man, he he did a good job. He did, his, you know, did what he had to do to stay in it. That sucker went out and murdered it. He, and main event, like, even when Eli passed him, you think he'd be like, all right, this kid's nuts. I'm just going to let him do his thing. I going to. Stay on the podium. I'm ahead of Tickle. Nah. Just stuffed him right back and won. Like, it was. that was really, really impressive to me. Wow. Oh, I know I already said that. Again, for the record, really impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. If you're Brock Tickle, you're pretty bummed out, I think.
4: Yeah, how do you not take advantage of that? Like, I mean, <laughs> you know what they did? I, I, someone will probably get mad at me for telling this story. But, I mean... This was what they actually did to see how handy was. They went and put him on a spin bike and made him get his heart rate up because if you have a bad enough concussion, it'll and you get your elevate your heart rate, it'll you'll get a pounding headache. <clears throat> and um, and then they had another rider come over and quiz him on the track. Okay, you're coming out of turn one. What what do you do down that rhythm lane? Okay, I go you know three three. Three single into the turn, okay, and then what? What down that? You know, mm-hmm. made him do a lap in his head. Oh wow! He kind of he had everything down, had all the lines right. Didn't get a headache when he rode his bike. So,
1: hmm. there we go. Wow. wow! That's the kind of stuff you get when you listen to the show.
3: Yeah, it would have been awesome if it was tickle, and then tickle just said, "Yeah, man." He got it all. Oh wow! It's not close. He's <laughs> gotta get him out of there. <laughs> get, uh. get him out. A- He's not
1: fake. Dude, he, um, Hanny just tried to hump my leg upstairs, everybody. I've just, just thrown that out there. He he thought I was from Australia, and I was a monster girl. So <laughs> someone should really look at him. Someone needs to do a test on him ASAP. Um, what about – hey, and I wrote this in my column today, Ping, former racer, former top 125 Supercross racer. Uh, do you feel like Hanny – takes dudes a little wide and down the road, that could come back to haunt them. Like, we saw the Jake Canada thing. I didn't have a problem with it. It was a little bit of an FU move to Jake for the move that Jake did to him. The previous corner, I felt like he took Tomac out to where he didn't need to be. Like, he could have made the turn. All this stuff just kind of adds up. It's almost like he's pissing on them, you know what I mean, a little bit. Uh, if, if that Maybe that's a bad analogy. But do you see any problems with any of this? Or am I just a handy hater, like everyone says?
2: Um,
4: yeah, the Tomac one was marginal. He didn't hit him. No. Um, but he definitely made sure he he blocked like his he line. Like he drove out and to the it, corner, I,
1: you know? Like,
4: and I watched him go over and say something to Eli right after the – I mean, before he went up on the podium, like as soon as they got off their bikes, mm-hmm. he went over and said something. So, but, I don't know. The fact that he's at least acknowledging it is yeah. good. I mean – Right. Racing for the lead. You know, there was, what, yeah, yeah. five laps left at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that's a fair game. He didn't – it's not like he punted him. If he would have hit him and knocked him off the track, yeah. that would have been one thing. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Tomar- he left
4: him room to stay – hit the brakes and stay on two wheels.
1: Right. Yeah, Tomac wasn't upset with it after the race game. either. So, um, maybe I'm just looking to – you know, maybe I'm just a hater like the rest of them. I'm just bringing that out I there. I think
3: – I think you want and to do really, really, like that. And really,
4: I'll be really game honest game with too. you, what – what Eli should have done, and I promise you to learn from that, he should have seen that Josh was still close enough to come in and do what he did. Mm-hmm. And he should have hit the brakes hard and cut underneath him. Yeah. Because you could have seen halfway down that straightaway, you saw that coming.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You know what I mean? And Eli should have known, okay, you know, and, and you're a rookie. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff you learn your rookie year, but.
1: It, you know, uh, Interesting We, – I'm sorry to interrupt you. We'll get back to what you you got to say uh, maybe in five minutes or so. But uh, um, what something I talked to Kehoe about last year was, you know, Barsha wasn't making any friends, right, early on in the East Coast. And Kehoe's like, you know, one day he's going to be do, riding for a title and he's going to need help coming through a pack or passing a dude. And some dude is going to remember what Barsha did to him, you know, when he – instead of just passing him clean, he took him wide when he didn't have to. And this is the kind of stuff Kehoe's like – you know, you need help down the road. So that's why I brought that up. But uh, anyways, Weege, what were you going to say?
3: Yeah, that's true. in I, uh, when Damon Bradshaw famously blew the 1992 Supercross title, yeah, was pretty much everyone in the gate going to do everything they could to help Stanton win it? And I wonder why. I wonder why Kudrowski and Cooper and yeah. – well, except for JMB, who hated Stanton more than yeah. everyone else hated Bradshaw combined. <laughs> yeah. But there was 18 allies for one guy and one to the other guy. I wonder why.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, this is the kind of stuff. Rachel yeah.
3: had rammed every one of those dudes at some point. Um, but anyway, I was going to say, I just think it's like gamesmanship. Like, Henny's just figuring out a way. It's kind of like, um, you know, the sport's like a veteran guy, just a pitcher that knows how to, you know. He, at that point, he's out of gas, but he can figure out the right pitch at the right time to just yeah. make it work. Right. And it was like, okay, the kid's got me. I'm in pain. But if I just pull this one move, I might be enough to. Me to squirt away, and it did. It totally ruined the race yeah. for Tomac. He lost just enough ground, yep. fell back to rocks, and they started battling. And, and he took off. I think it was just an experienced move. And uh, yeah, that Tomac should have saw it coming. That was exactly what Metcalf and Millsaps did to each other. They were in the exact same position, mm-hmm. and since those two have been racing for a long time, anytime time someone tried that, the other guy just niced underneath in the same turn. So
1: it's
3: <laughs> it just just experience. it's yeah. only whatever it is. is, fifth race.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. Uh, what I've about no it. what about this weekend's decision to put Roxanne on a three hundred and fifty ping? Oh, they are. <laughs> yes, they
3: just announced it today.
1: Today, <laughs> I couldn't. Yes, I can't believe it. I can't. I mean, they asked me this. Uh, a call, somebody asked me this last night on the show, and I went and I just made fun of the the guy, basically <laughs> calling him a moron for asking me that, and now I look like an <laughs> idiot. But uh,
4: well. I'll tell you this. The first thing that comes to mind is I heard, before I actually saw Roxon ride, mm-hmm. I heard from a couple different people. We got a couple buddies at KTM, and I heard from both of them. that Roxon jumped on Shorty's bike at one point in preseason testing, and in the 20 or 30 minutes he was riding it, did a, did a quicker lap time than Andrew. So, wow. you know, the one thing about that 350 is that transition from 250 race bike to 350 is... A lot easier.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're, he'll yeah,
1: maybe right.
4: he'll jump on and be. I don't know. Right. Maybe he'll impress us, or maybe he'll crash his brains out.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what the what the goal is. You got an MX2 world title to win. You got a kid who's a little sketchy, although getting better. You know, and uh, I, I I can't believe they would well, do it. Like what 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 for? And what if he beats Shorty? Shorty's gonna be on suicide watch. You know.
4: Well, the thing is, he just got his first podium. It's like, let him enjoy that and really put a couple of good hard weeks of work into winning San Diego, which he could do.
1: Yeah, let him go find some chicks and, you know, (laughs) party. Find (laughs) some in Houston. Good uh, good point.
3: Could you not, though, knowing him and knowing, you know, how the adrenaline is going to be, could you not, even on a 350, could you not see him grabbing a start? And like leading a few laps and just blowing everyone's mind for a few laps, and then reality catches up to him. I mean, he's going to be oh, so no amped up. Yeah, you could, you could see that happening for sure. That he—I mm-hmm. know it's tough on the 350. We haven't seen anyone pull a whole shot yet at Supercross, but I would not be amazed if on like lap four or five of the main, you're like, I cannot believe he's leading this race.
1: It's the old—it's uh, <laughs> the old can't start your bike before the when the 30s before the 30-second board comes <laughs> up, and then you get it running and you pull the holy. Yes. Yeah. Right, Ping? You ever had that happen? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Well, yeah, I have. <laughs> you get all amped you're adre- up. Your adrenaline's so you're just pumped, full of adrenaline.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Cunningham, won a heat. Good job for Kyle Cunningham and Star Racing. Road beat Eli Tomac. Good ride.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, you yeah. wanted to see what he could do when he finally started ahead of those guys, and yeah. he actually saw it. Yeah. I mean, he led the whole thing, didn't, didn't make any mistakes, no crashes. Normally it's like he's comicizing it to make up for the start. In the main, he didn't get one. But he rode solid at least, got a decent result, didn't wad it up. It just wasn't with that group at the beginning, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but that was good for him. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. yeah no, does that good. not?
3: By the way, Rockin's thing. Does that not show, you were saying, wait, hold on, you hear that in the background?
1: Yes, uh, baby crying. We already bring, had a dog barking bring, too. So
3: bring, Bringing it. Bringing it back. Hold on, let me switch. Let me switch rooms here.
1: Ping. Perhaps, um, perhaps ping. Maybe you want to go down to the local airport right now.
3: <laughs> um, the yeah, fire up the fire up that fire engine or whatever, whatever you do. What what we could attach to you? Yeah. Uh, it must show Roxon. That's KTM's real priority, obviously. Uh, I had talked to him before Anaheim 1, and I said, I mean. I know you're pumped up about this and all, but isn't the goal to at least stay healthy and, you know, and going after that mx two titles, especially that Musquin's gone and your KTM's guy? And he said, that's not really even anything I'm thinking about right now. I'm just totally focused on Supercross. And I was really surprised to hear that because I figured it would be just drilling in his head. What really matters is the GPs. But I don't think it does. I think that their long-term plan is conquering the U.S. and they're setting those guys up to do that. And uh-huh. I, I, it's like they're almost willing to sacrifice possibly – the summer of motocross for him to learn Supercross to help next year or something along those lines, which is really strange for KTM.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd even thought after A1, I'm like, if this kid continues to be sketchy and rack himself up, they're just going to pull him out. You know what I mean? Like,
4: Well, yeah. well does does uh, does KTM still have hurlings for this year? Yes. Yeah. Because that dude's gnarly, too. And, I mean, maybe they're thinking, you know what, even if Ken, you know, comes up lame here with a – one of his cartwheels. We still got this kid. Who, KTM, they own the GPS, man. They like that's the ride you want to have, especially in the MX2 class. So
2: yeah.
4: I think, like you said, I think their bigger focus is is getting successful over here. You look at all the pieces they've put in place between, you know, Roger and um, bringing Ian over and the whole just the whole stinking deal. they this is
1: where their focus is. It
4: yeah. might take a few years until they actually see the results, but right. they're going to see them.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that opened door for Zach Osborne to uh, to win a world title. X-Brand, X-brand athlete, by the way, Uh-oh. this year. Um, um, good that would kid. be cool. Good kid, too. I like old snack pack. I mean, sorry, not snack pack. Uh- uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Davalos Morris, uh, any comments on those guys? Uh, right now Davalos is seventh in the points. Just want to point that out. Uh, a lot of talent. Uh, great bike, uh, seventh in the points. So, um, in other news, the sun rose up, rose this morning. So, want to put that out there. I mean, just certain guys are gonna do certain things. Morris has had a terrible season, and he's fourth in the points. You know, he's not even riding during the week. I guess, or is he? Ba- do you know Ping? Is he is he back to practicing a little uh, bit, or is he still jacked I up? I haven't talked to him since Oakland, but right. So. I mean, he's had a ter- – but he's fourth in the points. He, he was third. He lost a spot this weekend. But, uh, you know, he, he's doing something. So, that's all. Uh, hey, that's our yeah.
3: point. When, when you say that James Stewart does things on a motorcycle that one else does, that's not Stewart fanboy that for about the last, what, 14 years, 15 years, yeah. any class he's been in, people are like, dude, that guy is so crazy fast. You know, you do that um, for a decade and a half or so and you earn the right to have people say those things about you, it's not like we're saying Stewart's really good because he's just this fast guy this year. I mean, there's a lot of history behind saying, man, if he figures it out, no one might be able to touch him Mm -hmm. because we've seen it happen over and over and over and over on 65s and 50s and 125s and 80s and anything else. So, yeah, a lot of times it's not bagging on the dudes. It's just this is what has happened before, and it's very difficult to change your lifestyle.
1: So you're you're defending me on the Davalos point,
3: yeah, or just yeah. in general, like it, right. sometimes when you're saying things bad about it, you're not because we hate him. It's just because, well, look at the look at the proof, look at the past. It's not impossible for people to change, but it's really hard.
1: What do we know about Bruce Rutherford?
3: <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> I know his name is Bruce Rutherford.
4: Oh, I just <laughs> said it wrong.
1: Uh. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> He's gotten two top ten, two top tens in a row. Fourteenth in nice. the points. He missed one main event. Um All right, we'll just move on, I guess. <laughs> Good job, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, it
4: sounds like an attorney or like a, a CPA or something.
1: I, know, <laughs> I his name is actually Bruce Rutherford the third. Rutherford Attorney at law. It's actually Bruce Rutherford Rutherford the third. No. Yeah, I believe it is. So
3: well yeah, he needs to have the Esquire at the end of his name then. Yeah.
1: He is a lawyer. <laughs> I say astronaut. You know.
3: The Bruce, third is totally the third changes everything.
1: Bruce Rutherford the third is leading the next Apollo mission. You know, I would totally believe that.
3: Buzz Aldrin and Bruce Rutherford.
1: Right. Yeah. I would I would totally yeah. believe that.
3: I'm telling you, how often does that happen where someone completely completely like it wasn't like yeah, he was a pretty good amateur a few years ago and his dad was crazy and I think he you know, he's turned like there's nothing. Like, who in the top ten is someone who just completely not heard of at any level?
1: I didn't know much about Jake Canada. And he's been top ten a few times. God bless his I had even heard of
3: Canada as an amateur. But he's been
1: I'd around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: No, this dude really just came out of thin air. Somebody needs to learn yep. something about him so we don't sound like such idiots.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's pretty. That's probably too late already. Uh, hey, Pink, your old guy, Cole Seeley, uh, after he won L.A., I believe he was seven points out of first and uh, looking good. He is now – he is now – hold on one second here. He is now fifth uh, – wait, no, that's not it. He is now fifth in the points, and he is uh, 43 points back. Two horrible races, huh?
4: Yeah, he might not win the title. <laughs> um, Actually, was riding really well this weekend. Yep. His qualifying times were good. Mm-hmm. Came up to third in the heat after a bad start. Uh, and then in the main was crappy start again, was kind of working his way up, and then cartwheeled in the woods. That was...
1: That's all she wrote. Um, I don't know how much you're involved with their program at all, but any talk of them getting a replacement rider for Baker and and now Craig's down and now Baker's down for um, San Diego? Um,
4: I'm involved very, very little, so I wouldn't have a good answer there, other than to say probably not. Uh, Travis broke his finger and he'll miss San Diego, but he'll be back, you know for the following round. So for them to scramble and put someone on the bike, they don't like to do that. I, I, you know, we dealt with that the first year. We had to get three replacement riders. <laughs> so uh, I, I would guess they just kind of go to the races with Cole at San Diego, and uh, by the time they get back to the next round, everybody's healthy.
3: I think they got Christian slated to ride a 450 this summer.
1: See, I, I uh, well, Weed, why don't you – Talk about what you heard this weekend. Um, with the three seven,
3: or, or Christian, or Christian Craig. I'm very, I'm very. Has a tie into this? Uh, with what, the three,
1: what, with the three seven seven.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, but there, there were no teams identified.
1: No, I know, but my, I did
3: run into. I, I run, Yeah,
1: I'm going to make a jump and say Troy Lee is pieces one of those teams.
3: Uh, if you put some pieces together, mm-hmm. I did run into uh, Russ Stratton, Christopherson's agent and tried to clear up some things because Mike Fisher a couple weeks ago in L.A. said that they were interested in looking at Kristoff for the Weimer spot, and Russ said uh, that's not true. They haven't actually asked us. So um, so I saw Russ this weekend actually. In per- it was funny. When I called him in L.A. to talk about it, I heard the same bikes in the background on my phone with him and then me. So we were probably like two feet away from each other in the same building talking on the phone. And then I actually saw him in person, and he said that his- – Supercross is not a priority. It didn't work out. He's getting, he's coming back to the U.S., I think, this week and full focus on outdoors and trying to show everybody what's up. And I said, but can you get a ride? And he said, there's definitely some teams with a with an Austin Stroop double Z teams. <laughs> he wanted me to know more than one that are interested. So in my mind, I start putting together, well, yeah, for example, what team had a elite 450 rider outdoors only last year and didn't race 450 in Supercross?
1: Mm -hmm. And and has money that tried to get Chad Reed. Yes.
3: Yes, exactly. Um, And I think, you know, there was a story in a French magazine about Christophe said he'll be back this summer, but he will not be on a Kawasaki. Mm -hmm. Um, So I asked Russ about that, and basically it was, I mean, it it could be, you know, if the right offer came along from a Kawasaki team, he's not going to rule it out, but he has ridden Kawasaki his whole life. I think he's a little bit bummed that the relationship didn't continue, so... That's, you know, don't be surprised if it ends up being on a different bike in green. So that adds up too there, right?
1: We just need to get Fisher and Stratton in a cage match at this point. because
3: Let's, let's we, use them as the uh, Tony Alessi, Bob Hanna undercard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. those cool. two can't seem to get, they can't seem to agree on what time it is. Never mind. No. Yeah. You know, what, no. What's going Every, on?
3: Everything I've heard from the two of them disagrees. So <laughs>
1: you're what like, do they always say? Yeah.
3: There's there's three sides of the story, each side and the truth somewhere in between, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, TLD Honda, perhaps yeah, yeah. a landing spot for Porcel. Ping, uh, can you could you see that?
4: I uh, cannot confirm or deny. Actually, genuinely, I, I have not heard not even a whisper of that. But yep. that doesn't mean anything. No, but you um, could see
1: it. We just did the math. It, so.
4: I could t- you could totally see it. Right. I mean, he I know he's got a good relationship with Mitch, and the guy's a pro circuit, and that's. Um, that's key for our program because they – they uh, our program, sorry, for Troy's program sure. because
1: – little little tear shed right there. They,
4: they work really closely, you know. So the problem is the money. That dude just – he thinks he's worth a lot of money. And I, I know, you know, you say, yeah, they tried to get Reed and stuff, but that was – Reed was bringing his own money. We were just providing bike and transport and team. Oh. Um, that was how that was proposed, and it it didn't go down because Chad just felt, ah, you know what, screw all the hassle, I'll do it myself.
3: <clears throat> but yeah, keep in mind, this is, not, this is not based on anything except us theorizing. We have not speculating, program,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, really, that's, that's yeah. our that's our job. I, so, yeah, I think it,
4: make, if if Christoph wants to you know put a little bit of money in his pocket, have a good bike, and go racing this summer, that would be an option. Right. If he wants to get paid because he's Kristoff Purcell. He's better. My dog.
3: <laughs> All right.
4: Professionalism. Talkies. He is, dug talk, a hole and crawled in. Talkies Jeep. Uh, no, I think he's if, – if he wants to get paid, he's going to have to just grab another bag of chips and get cozy on his couch because I don't think anyone's going to pay him a lot of money.
1: Right. um couple guys uh, that I wanted to talk about in the Still in the Lights class. Uh, Scotty Champion, four out of five mains. Doing much better this year. I mean, he's not yeah. in the top ten at all, but, uh, you know, he's he's putting it in there. He's doing much better. Jake Canada's made four out of five mains. Did too. you just say he's putting it in there?
3: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez! Oh. Um, oh. What about Kyle Beaton? Want to talk about him? No. All right. Fair enough. Guy from Canada comes down and makes his first raises his first supercross in two years and makes his first main event. Fine, we'll just skip over that big story. Uh Ratray was not there. Any idea when he's coming back, Ping? What do you hear?
4: No, no idea on that. Just hurt his back and
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean from the asterisk point of view, just in general. Just uh is he out for the seas for the series or or what? Yeah. Uh,
4: I think it's just sort of day to day. We'll see how he's feeling, yeah. You know?
1: Right. Um That's kind of the crack got. You want to talk about uh, what was what was Brayton's nickname? Real tree, real tree. You want to talk about real tree? What about Kyle Regal in the 450 class? Haven't seen much, noticed much of him. Well,
4: I think that's because he's buried back in, you know, yeah. right back in the back of the pack. I think I think he's having not a good year at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brooks really told me before the year he thought top ten every week. Um, what about the. I think
3: this was the best. This was the closest. He was right there with that. Um, when Millsaps and Metcalf were battling, he was there, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I feel like I actually saw him even in the hunt. And I know it was still 11 at one point, but that was the first time I saw him. Yeah. He's. When you're getting fourth and not being noticed, that's an accomplishment. When you're getting mm-hmm. 12th and not getting noticed, it's just because you're getting
2: 12th. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, good point.
4: Um, and, you know, the bummer, are, is he – are they going to do nationals? I, I I look at that and I scratch my head because Kyle Regal is the guy you want to hire for outdoors. And it's like they hired him just for Supercross only? Like,
1: all right. The funny thing is, is, you know, uh, I, I'm buddies with Brooks, and I asked him about that too. And, you know, at this point, Brooks just must think we're all just the biggest idiots ever. Like, he must just think I'm the biggest doofus on the planet because every year he tells me we're doing four or five. (laughs) I mean, how long have we heard we're doing four or five out of that team? (laughs) True. Four or five years probably, right? I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that's what he says, um, you know, that they're going to do some. But you're right. He's definitely a strong outdoor rider.
4: Yeah, that, that dude's like literally podium contender on a good bike outdoors in the big class.
1: Right. So, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I guess we're doing four or five ping. That's the word.
4: Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> you there.
1: Yeah. Yes. See it old dusty hang down.
4: Yeah, I'm. am I'm gonna be at four or five too. <laughs> so catch up with the L and M guys there.
1: Yeah. I just. I, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not sure what, what's what's happening there. But uh, uh, what else we got, guys? Uh, what else we want to wrap up with? Anything else? What's What is going on? Who's making that noise? What noise? The rubbing against yeah. the phone noise.
3: Sure. Getting really excited <laughs> about the podcast. <laughs> really excited about the podcast. Um, you know what's amazing on the show? We have not actually mentioned Chad Reed as, a, as it goes to him actually racing in this race. Like we've mentioned his proposed DLD ride, for yeah. example. Um, we mentioned him in capacity only.
1: I did but. skip over him. Uh, I just wanted to move the show along, but we can talk about how he's getting increased help from Honda. I know for sure from sources I, I have that uh, there's some special forks that are finding their way over there. He had a different brake caliper on at Oakland. You know, he's got a tranny from them. Some more and more things coming on there. I mean, let's face it, he's got more podiums than Trey Kennard right now.
4: Well, and I think a big part of that is, you know, they they order their parts way, way in advance. So before Chad had his deal buttoned down, they went, okay, we got two guys, we're going racing, here's the parts we need. Mm-hmm. As far as special parts and stuff that they've got ordered from Japan, well, now that Grant's out for who knows how long, they've got additional parts that they don't need. So right. I'm sure they would have liked to have helped Chad, but, you know, with some of that stuff, it was the same thing with Ben last year. They were like, man, we'd love to help you with this stuff, but we don't have it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they did kick us down was once Davy got hurt and they said, okay, we had budgeted for this much stuff, and here we're going to have a little extra, so here... So it's just a matter of literally they either you know have enough or they don't. So I think right. now that Josh is out for at least a little while they're going okay he would have right. used maybe this many parts and pieces here we'll let you get, have this extra break or whatever it is he's doing. Yeah.
1: Um funny story Weege, we talked about how we saw him wandering the parking lot in Oakland. Um yeah looking for uh looking for somebody. Well this week I went to, to, his, to I went to his truck to go talk to him uh for the for a podcast. And he was in, inside the truck meeting with people. And um, we made eye contact, but whatever. And then there was a bunch of fans outside. So I'm like, okay, I waited for like, you know, I don't know, my wife was there. So we talked about shopping or something. And then um, I was like, you know what, screw it. I- I'm over it. Um, no biggie. And I was walking away. I got stopped because the Honda truck was leaving. And in that meantime, Reed had left. And he was 30 feet away from me. And ahead of me, and he turned around and said, "Hey, Mathis, you need me? You need anything?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's do an interview." So, once again, yeah. like I, I, am yeah. not gonna bag on any, you know, one other guy, but I, there's nobody else I think that yells to me, um, "Hey, you need anything? <laughs> you need an interview?" You know, besides mm-hmm. Timmy, maybe Trey, but I don't know. It was just.
3: It, I think you're the one usually yelling toward Timmy. I don't. I don't think I ever see it because the other way. Sorry.
1: Yeah, good point. You're right. <laughs> the other... <laughs> um, anyways, the point is, it's just like Oakland. Yeah. He was there, willing, happy, talked for a long time. Yep. You know. So yep. uh, he also yep. he just straight up said, I- "I'm not comfortable enough to do that quad." I saw James do it, and you know, and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> so,
3: you know what? Though I know that Reed is obviously one of the greatest Supercross riders of all time, but when it comes to crazy balls stuff like that, um, and there have been. I that type of thing has happened to Chad, you know, I I don't know, eight or ten times throughout his entire time. There, there have been jumps that he's been unwilling to do, and I know that in the Yamaha days it was always blamed on specific parts of the bike, um, but I still saw it happen in the last couple of years. So sometimes I, I think to go along with the guy who generally is very consistent and generally doesn't get hurt last year not included,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I think that's how it goes sometimes. There have been sections that seem somewhat you know, routine for that level. Like, hey, you think that him and Stewart are essentially on the same level. Right. And it doesn't happen. So I think that's part of the reason the guy stays in the game as much as he does.
1: Yeah, that's what made last year is just so weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year, I don't know who that was last year. I don't know who that was.
1: Yeah, I don't um, think the Cowrie guy. Are either. we
3: now seeing the return of the Reed who just gets top three, no matter whether he can jump something or not, no matter how anything happens for anyone else? Uh, he just ends up on the podium
1: somehow. I'm a Reed guy. I like Chad. I'm going to hang out with him here in Florida in a couple of weeks. But uh, I don't believe so. I think Dungy, no. I think straight up, Canard is faster, and so is Dungy. Mm-hmm. But they're making mistakes, and Reed doesn't make them. But I think Reed's still a tick off. Ping, am I nuts?
4: No, I think, you're, I think it's pretty accurate. And I mean and a tick. I mean a
1: tick, yeah.
4: He's definitely off the leader's. And I think if Canards, if they start head to head, yeah, Canards is probably faster lap to lap. I was thinking, but okay, in twenty laps, yeah, a lot of
1: times Chad's better. Right. I was thinking ping this week about Reedy's financial gain for getting third. Where do you think Honda's given him a bonus program? I don't think they have. So wh- who's paying him for that third? I mean shift. Okay, but not that much. Bel Ray, I guess. Well, I, maybe
4: I would be when when I heard he was, you know, and all that stuff was going down earlier this year, and he started bouncing around. You know, came out and rode, rode Troy's bike. He had said he had Bel Ray and another big sponsor. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I wondered, like, who who is this other big sponsor? And and is it is it Fox and Shift? Is that now what he was talking about? I thought it would be Monster. I thought oh, he's got Monster throwing money at him, and he's got right. Bel Ray. <clears throat> but really, it's just well, Bel Ray. If you look at his
1: yeah. bike, well, Belray Ray wouldn't have worked with the Lucas Oil thing. But that would, I guess they no,
4: had a that, that's a big reason why he didn't right. it didn't work out. Right. He All basically right. took. Okay, we- what's it going to cost me to do a team versus what Bel Ray's
1: paying me? Is it worth it? What's Weege's we main man, Scott Lucatis?
3: Oh the whole the whole company, man. I, I mean, I'm very upset if they don't have the corporate jet to fly me around anymore because <laughs> they're paying Chad podium bonuses. Yeah. Man. Um, well, hey, it's possible that he takes—he is the gambler. He is the one who takes out insurance bonds on results championships.
1: Dude, I heard those you things know, have I gone through the roof now.
3: So is it—is is, he's not going through podium bonus? You know, gambling.
1: I don't think so. He'll tell us. We should probably ask him. But yeah, um, we'll ask.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And he would. He probably would. Um, I heard those yeah. those bonuses are now through the roof. Those Lloyd's of London policies, because some dudes have been. Yeah, cashing. but I'll
4: bet I'll bet you for him. For him right now, like for this season, I bet they weren't that bad.
1: For a dude that's got and 80, I, w- I would 85. bet he's
4: smart enough to not have bet on the championship. But I bet he'd give himself a podium bonus. Really? I would think so. You can do that. Look okay. again, the guy, c- guy only finished two races last year. Yeah, but he's got an 80. 80- doesn't have a ride. He has to do his own team. Those Lloyds of London, you know, they all – they look at all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but, he, I mean, he has 90% podium rate or whatever we figured out. Um yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I just wonder how he. I wonder if he may. You know, I wonder what he's making, what he's bringing home in his pockets. You know, I know Bell Ray's paying him. I know. You know, dude, I'll, I'll tell
4: you, it's not. I think it's not a lot. I know, no. and I know. You know, there was one other thing. He's got an Australian guy who is funding. Yes. a bunch of this. Yes. just a buddy. I don't. Even, I don't even know if he's got a sticker on the bike or anything
1: else. Yeah, the dude. The dude does some stuff uh, uh, with um, Vodafone, which is Verizon over here down there. So. That's his big sponsor, I, mean, think of, I think.
4: Think of what he spent, man. It's like 300 Gs, at least for that transporter. Got the shop. He's got, what, four people on staff? There's no Maybe shop. Five? Isn't
1: it just that PC? Huh? It's just that PC. I don't think there's a shop. Uh,
4: no, he took over the old um, MDK shop, what I understood.
1: No, I think he's just a PC. No, JDR did.
4: Well, well.
1: JDR
3: has anyway. MDK shop.
4: Oh, they first. do?
1: Well, yeah, anyway,
3: more
4: than one. Um, all huh. those guys on staff, all that expense. Oh yeah, know?
1: no, no, for sure, absolutely, yeah. It's coming out some bucks. I know. I, I, you know, you think he's bringing in a million
4: dollars? Because I'll bet you that's what he's spending.
1: I think he's, I think he's bringing in a million dollars from what I from what I hear. Um, okay, then he then he made no salary. He yeah. paid all his. So expenses. you know who's paying him for that third? <laughs> I know, You know, I'm sure shift is, but how much of that? You know what I mean. Ping, you would know better than I would, but. What twenty grand, ten grand, you know, for a third. For a third? You know. Ten? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe ten. Right. Maybe. Right, which is, you know, chump change in the grand scheme of things. So I don't know.
3: It's just Eddie from uh, Christmas Eddie from Christmas vacation. Just go out and <laughs> Chad, just go out and buy yourself something real nice. pay <laughs> <laughs> <Eddie> yourself. <laughs>
4: You're
3: the team owner, give yourself a bonus.
4: We should call him. He bought he bought a brand new box van. I mean, Did he? he yeah. Dude
1: spent some money. Well, if we weren't an hour and twenty-two minutes in this thing, I might call him. Yeah, but
3: yeah.
1: Anyways, twenty-two. Uh, yeah, hey, look at that. Um, right on, guys. Well, thank you for doing this show. Anything else? Do we have anything else? Uh, he, Ping, you're not going to Houston this weekend, I imagine. Negative. Uh, can we still do one of these things? I know you watch the stuff religiously, so can we do some one off the?
4: I'll study it. I will study the television broadcast. Right, and we can go over every yeah.
1: So maybe we can keep this going.
4: Yeah, should sure. we keep this
1: thing going for all seventeen weeks? Can we? Should we?
4: I'd like to make a comment, non motocross related. Uh, Is it political? What happened with with Christina Aguilera at the Super Bowl?
1: She looks like a wax museum figure. No, she she messed up the words of the national anthem. Oh, well, that's easy to do, Mathis.
4: I realize you don't know the words to the Canadian national anthem, right. which is embarrassing for you. But if you were if you were going to go to the you know big hockey match up in <laughs> Manitoba and they were asking you to sing, wouldn't you like bone up and go, you know what? Let me have a look at these words again. Make yeah. sure I got them down. Right. Ex Tina is actually an American, should have that stuff pretty much buttoned up as a singer. Uh-huh. Probably you'd think she left out like a whole line and messed up a line. Like, is
3: yeah. she high? I don't know. We believe it was right. the, um, the pressure from the gamblers um, who are doing bets on the time.
1: They have the time okay. of the anthem bets, and they also have time that she held on to home of the brave. The, the word brave at the end was six seconds over or under. So
3: so probably taking a dive there.
1: Yeah.
4: Yep, had to take. Well, I don't think anyone had a bet. Hey, you think she'll leave out?
3: <laughs> and the rocket's red glare. You think she'll just leave that out? I bet is you. Is that the does. part
1: she left out? The yeah, rocket's red glare? She had the
3: stopwatch on, and she knew it was going long, and she was going to lose money, so she had to shorten it.
1: That's like my favorite, yeah. that's like my favorite part of the well, I
3: don't right. know what part she I can't remember. She yeah. left out an entire
4: like piece of it. Wow. You guys okay. didn't catch that. No. I think they showed we some, like, it to military people, and they were pissed. I mean, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I Whatever.
4: Don't know. All right. So back nothing, to nothing. No, what about what about Fergie? She sounded like about as good as if I went out there and sang.
1: Yeah, she tried well, trying to channel her inner inner axle, did not work out. And I don't negative. know. And I don't think Slash even moved. He didn't even move. Like he just stood there, and he can probably play those notes, you know, high, drunk, whatever state you want to put him in. He can probably play those notes to, to "Sweet Child of Mine," and he didn't move. I, he was comatose, just standing there. I I was. And then she was trying to act like Axel and it just didn't work. Do mm-hmm. you think Axel's just sitting back going, "You idiots, you idiots." I think Axel's just Luckily. so psyched to have any attention these days. Like, yes. Can I just can I make a Guns N' Roses comment right now?
2: They uh-huh. just
1: started another world tour. Axel and his band of merry men. They opened it in Winnipeg, Manitoba. They opened their world tour in Winnipeg, Manitoba.
4: In other news, the sun will set tonight.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying, GNR (laughs) chose the prestigious city of Winnipeg to open their world tour. Because the people in Winnipeg still think Guns
4: N' Roses is hot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm from Montana. I know how it goes up there. It's still like 1994 in Great Falls, Montana.
1: So so the dudes in Winnipeg are like, this is going to be awesome. I just got November (laughs) rain hit number one last week, and I can't wait to see it.
4: All right. <laughs> yeah. After the concert, we'll go back to my house and watch Purple Rain. It'll
1: be awesome. I'll tell you right now, Chinese Democracy, uh, very, very underrated. Really? Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Um,
3: but it's rated so badly, though. It almost has to. <laughs> like, it almost can't help but be better
1: I'm, I'm than telling the
3: ratings you. were that, when that, everyone says it sucks, right?
1: That disc is really good. Really good. I'd like to... Having
3: their concerts there is like when Vancouver and Toronto opened up the series and no one like really thought of those two races the opener. Like the one that really counted was the first one in the U.S.
1: Yeah, those races... That,
3: that's, that's, the, that's the concert.
1: Those races definitely, those world rounds in Canada, they, they didn't work.
3: Because it, it was the Carmichael factor. Like once was it? you raced them, then everybody's like, oh, now we got to race them. And then it was like the opener, but people didn't want to treat it like the opener because you still wanted the Anaheim. Right. So they, you didn't want the series to open in Toronto. Yeah. So it was like people were afraid to get. Yeah, that was. Yeah. They were not warm up rounds. That was very well stressed.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. As far as promoters were concerned, they did not want them to think of being as warm up rounds. But I think they were. Yeah. Um,
3: well, that's a concert. It's a warm up concert up in Canada.
1: All right. And they'll probably
3: be disbanded by the time they make it to the U.S. That's the only difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else we got? We're just going to go on to Houston. And we're gonna see Ken Roxon race a three fifty and of which I've gotten received about ten tweets off my rant last night about how he's never gonna ride a three fifty. Um people showing me photos of Roxon's bike in the shop with four fifty numbers <laughs> on it, saying, Hey Mathis, you idiot So Um
3: Is this is this like the guy who bet Kenny five hundred bucks that uh Ryan Morris raced a four fifty at Daytona last year?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
3: Hey, Kenny said, I've been in the industry 15 years. What about you? Yeah. I think I would know.
1: Put down your mop. He did re- Put down your mop at your janitor job, <laughs> and let me tell you how Ryan Morris is not going to be there on a 450. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, once in a while, these, these things bite you. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks very much for the, uh, being on the BTOsports.com sports.com RaceRex podcast show, uh, um, Anaheim 2 recap, and uh, let's try to do this after Houston pleasure as always gentlemen thank you that's right Thanks, boys bye
0: see ya this has been the btosports.com podcast show brought to you by racer x don't forget to check out some of our past shows including motocross legends such as the beast from the east damon bradshaw
3: it got to the point where i didn't want to leave home and once i got to the race i wasn't into it if I wasn't going to give 100%. I'm not going to take your money. The working
4: class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss.
1: The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience Did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did.
2: Go Circuits, Mitch
4: Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they
0: earn the money. Seven time, Jeremy McGrath.
1: I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around
3: in tents. has been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show,
4: Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. <laughs> I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do.
0: Search Pulp MX on the iTunes store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.